this Five Clubs conversation. I'm Gary Williams. 2022, arguably the most turbulent year in men's professional golf that we have ever seen, certainly in the modern age. Well, guess what? It's 23. What's going to happen? Well, two people whose opinion I greatly respect are going to join me. Give me their perspective on what's going to happen. The biggest names, the changes to the schedule. It's a Ryder Cup year. We're going to talk about all of it with Taylor Zarzer and Johnson Wagner coming up next. Gentlemen, I, it's not too late in the year. It's Happy New Year. Obligatory. Yeah. How are you both doing? Happy New Year to you, too. Yes, and you know what's nice? We look at him. He's already been through makeup. <laughs> He's making the big pivot. He still so is going to play some competitive golf, but golf gas baggery is his future. He's going to do more on Golf Channel. He's doing PGA Tour Live. First of all, we're, I know I can speak for him on this. We're very happy for you. I'm very happy, and I know you both have played a big role in, in what's going on with my career right now, and it's really exciting to have a career path maybe going upward as opposed to going downward <laughs> like my golf game has been the I, last You know, years. as an encourager of this the last uh, couple of years, I wanted to make it clear I wasn't encouraging him to step away from golf. I, it wasn't like any uh, thing towards his current ability on the course. Certainly, he's taken a lot of my money, but... Um, I am very excited about what's going to happen with his broadcasting career. I, I am too. Uh, the last time you were in here, you know, we were talking about different things and, and maybe a role with the tour. But, you know, important voices, thoughtful voices, they're, they're necessary to be heard. Mm -hmm. Glad yours is going to be heard as it relates to talking about the professional game primarily. Look, guys, there are a million things we can talk about. Let's start broad here. Johnson, let me start with you and, you, and we'll, just, we'll just chew on this for as long as we want to go here on a lot of stuff. What is the biggest story in your opinion going into this year? Well, just recently with the Masters announcing that those live players are gonna be playing in the Masters, I think it was, a, it was a good decision by the Masters and I heard Rich Lerner talking about it that day on Golf Channel said something to the effect of, um, the Masters tournament didn't want the 2023 Masters to be about who's not there. They want it to be about the tournament and what's going to happen that week. And I think had they excluded those players, it would have been a controversy. The whole theme of the week before golf started would have been, where's, where's Phil? Where's Sergio? Where are these six past champions that are currently members of the Live Golf Tour? And now the 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 focus can be on, ooh, how are the PGA Tour players and the players not on Live going to handle this and who's going to rise to the top? Yeah, once we get to that event, I think we'll be talking about that event instead of who's not playing in the event. And I'm, I'm sure that was a huge factor in why Augusta National made the decision they did, which I applaud, by the way. Um, I, the biggest thing that I'm I interested in is the elevated events in mm. 2023. We've been talking about these ideas for years. I was talking about it before Live Golf ever was even thought of. I, wondering, do we need to have a situation where all the best players in the world play in the same events more than just in the major championships and maybe in the FedEx Cup playoffs. And here we are. We're going to get 17, 18, or 19 of the top 20 players in the world playing more than a dozen times a year. And I think that's great for the fan. I do worry a bit about the non-elevated events and how those shake out, what, what the impact is. You know, for uh, the tournament in San Diego, uh, the Farmers Insurance has been a huge tournament on tour for so long. What's that tournament going to look like at the end of January? I'm concerned to see what the field's going to be like this year. But I do think this is necessary, uh, that 
the best players in the world are playing more frequently with each other. We get that in every other sport. You know, the, the impetus for why this is happening, look, you can attribute as much as you want or as little as you want to live, but there, it's a factor. And so I'm with you. Like, I, I've always wanted the best players to congregate as much as possible, and they will do so, do so more this year, but they're also going to do it simultaneously at a time that some of the better players are playing live. So it's, it, to me, when I look at the year, it's impossible for us to not continue this conversation of where they are, are they getting points, when will they get points. Like, I, I feel like the biggest story is will there be a cleanse to whatever degree at some point in 23? Do you think there will be? A full cleanse this year, no, there will not be. I don't see any, I don't think the lawsuit with the PGA Tour and the Live Tour is going to be resolved until at the earliest, the fall. So I, until that lawsuit goes away or is resolved, there's no chance of any sort of homogenous relationship there. And, and to your point, like, the only players I'm going to miss on tour are maybe Cam Smith and Dustin Johnson. Like, mm -hmm. the fact of the matter is, Bubba's a little past his prime. Schwartzel, Louie, I'm going to miss Louie Ustazen as well, playing those events. But You won't miss DeChambeau. You won't miss Kepka. Did you miss them last year? Not, no, not last year. But are, are we really ready to just to just push them aside and say, well, they're they're never going to be? And the, it's hard to argue with with what the decision they made, the millions of dollars that they decided to take. So I don't, I'm not scrutinizing their decision, but I'm wondering, Gary, was there ever a time during a tournament in 2022 where you thought, man, I wish Brooks Kepka was here today? No, no, I, no. But I, I think. Like, it, the idea that we're ready to move on, like, they can never be great again. I think he's been compromised physically for a couple of years. Can he be completely right again? I don't know that. But, like, Bryson DeChambeau was on the verge of being a revolutionary yeah. type of player. And, and he's, and, like, we're ready to say, like, he was of no value. Like, 18 months ago, he was one of the most important commodities yeah, on tour. And, and I'm not arguing he wasn't a value. I think he was of tremendous value. Yeah. I think that the fan is more interested in the actual event than they are a specific player, even if that player brought a tremendous amount of intrigue because of the way that Bryson plays the game. I, I just think that ultimately, all of us that are consuming this right now are going to be more interested in watching the PGA Tour because that's what we've been doing for generations. And as long as Live Golf doesn't really have a reputable outlet to show us their event. Mm -hmm. I just don't think that there's going to be tremendous interest. I totally agree with you though. I think that it's still going to be, um, 2023 is not going to give us any finality. Not at all. And I mean, these guys signed three-year deals. I think we're, I think we're years away from having any sort of uh, resolution. And, and back to Bryson DeChambeau, to your point, I had a phone call with him about a year and a half ago. I was on the board at the time, and, and I was trying to talk him out of this decision to yeah. go to live. And I'm like, look, man, you are changing the game to a scale that we haven't seen since Tiger Woods. I mean, all the great players, Rory's kind of stepped up that role now, but Bryson did things so differently. He made it a point to get as big and as long as he could. He's coming off the heels of his first major championship, and that's the guy that surprised me the most. He's young, he's not married, doesn't have kids. He's got more money than he knows what to do with. For him to take that kind of money and basically throw away any legacy that he probably could have had, mm. is, is that, that's what bothers me about that situation. Here's what's interesting about the year, and, and again, I, I'm with you that the lion's share of the guys who made that choice, there's not mass appeal, and, and how much shred they have left is what it is, but Cam Smith is still the third-ranked player in mm -hmm. the world, and we can talk about a handful of others. My point is this, the majors, as much as we will get the best players who are still PGA Tour players 
which are overwhelmingly the best players in the world, not just because of world ranking, form and everything. Those major weeks, to me, they were already so big, but now to bring everybody together, and let me just paint a scenario. If Cam Smith is in the final group on Sunday at Augusta National with Rory McIlroy, are you joking? It's going to feel like a Ryder Cup. I mean, it's very similar where you're going to draw lines, where you're, you're picking one side. I will say that, you know, the weekend at the U.S. Open at Brookline, after the live golfers, that some yeah. of them had already gone. And then by the time we got to the Open Championship, St. Andrews, where just about all of them, minus Cam Smith, had already gone, it did feel very different than any other tournament because you knew this was unique, where you're going to have this is the only chance to see all of the best players in the world playing together. I think you're right. I think the majors in 2023 will feel even bigger because of that extra element. And I, I think it's only realistic to expect that a live golfer is going to have a chance, Got if not to, win, right? a major championship. Absolutely. And one thing the tours talked about for years is they, they relate our sport to tennis. It's an individual sport. And one thing tennis has going is that it is completely a major centric sport. And so now you look at the PGA Tour mm -hmm. to piggyback on you. If golf becomes a major centric sport where that's the only place you get all the best players because you've got live, you've got the PGA Tour. And I think the tour's done a good job with their elevated events being like, okay, we realize the majors are going to be big next year having these live people there. What are we going to do to make sure that we still have our product at the highest of levels. Yeah, the, the tiering, though, is interesting, and it's something you said a couple of minutes ago. You worry about the lesser events. I think that was the word yeah. you used. Okay, Non-elevated. Okay, and, and look, we've, we've thought that for a while. Like, it was, the, 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 the challenge was the non-Tiger weeks. Right. It's like, guys, it doesn't, and, and that was how significant, what a hundred-year flood he was. Now, these designated events are great. They're great that these guys are obligated to play all these weeks. My God, like look at the month of July. You've got the event that's co-sanctioned on the on the DP World Tour, which is great that the Scottish Open is what it is, and that fortnight with that and the Open Championship will be terrific. But July domestically yeah. is a wasteland. Yeah, it's going to have to be fixed in the years to come because of, of what you're saying. It's almost become a de facto off-season for the best players where they take this little mini break. But I'm fascinated to hear what he has to say about this yeah. because he's a past champion of the of the event next week, the Sony Open in Hawaii. Yep. Uh, two weeks from now, the Amex in Palm Springs, it looks like a lot of the best players have decided this is one of the three non-elevated events. Let's get together Correct. and let's go play. They're playing Amex or Sony? Yeah. Amex, yeah, yeah in two Amex. weeks. But next week at Sony, that's not the case. And it's going to feel somewhat like a Corn Ferry Tour event. And that's the problem. Look at Honda Classic. The Honda's been one of the best events on tour for a long time, especially when it moved to PGA National. And then how long after they announced these elevated events did Honda, the longest running sponsor yep. on the PGA Tour, be like, you didn't, you didn't elevate us, we're gone. And I think you're gonna see that more and more. Sony's another longtime sponsor and they've struggled to get fields, even with guys playing. Century's elevated, isn't it? Tournament it is, Century. yeah. So you've got all these guys over there and you're gonna probably see them just fly home for a week and then go play Amex and then Sony, which is a great tournament at a great old golf course. Now there's guys like Justin Thomas who are past champions that'll probably still play, but why wouldn't you take the opportunity to have two weeks in Hawaii? That's, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, yeah I, I, I don't know either, but then the other thing is, am I gonna play three weeks in a row to start the right. year? It's, look, it's great to get the designation of, of that type of status. Wells Fargo, you guys are both proud members of Quail Hollow. I'm thrilled. That it's, that it's a designated event. Mm -hmm. But we already know that that's not, you don't have that in perpetuity. So it's great for 23. My God, can you imagine like, 
wait a second, we're, we're getting relegated in 24? Look, <laughs> these are challenging things and to for go, these tours. To go back to July and the tour, July has been a wasteland on the PGA Tour for yeah. a number of years. It's always been about the Open Championship, yep. coming off the U.S. Open, Open Championship. You've got the John Deere, which is an incredible event, put on by one of the coolest cities. That town mm -hmm. just comes out for that event. And But 3M, and that may be in August, but 3M, Rocket Mortgage, yep. they have had no fields the entire time they've been sponsors of these events. And, and then you look to the fall and how long are these sponsors? I know they're under contract for a few years, but you're, you're, the tour has such a small bucket of potential sponsors. And the way the tour kind of pushes them to raise purses all the time and then not guaranteeing them fields, I think you're gonna see that bucket of potential sponsors get smaller and smaller. And who knows what 24 season's gonna look like. And I've kind of thought for years that there was gonna be a FedEx tour. And then the Nationwide Tour or Corn Ferry Tour and PGA Tour would kind of meld and have this mm. secondary tour with three, four million dollar purses. And then everybody climbs up to the FedEx Tour, which is a 20, 22 week schedule, which is basically what they've created now. Is that, I mean, is that something that's, I like it. You I mean, do? Yeah, I mean, I do. I think that that way you, you know the difference between the two. Um, and we, I will, I'll never forget a few years ago, as he was taking more of my money, we were talking about this and I said, man, we've got to get all the best players in the same place playing more often. And, and he said, yeah, but the, the other events, what's those events are going to be ruined if, if that happens. I do think that if you differentiated between the two, I think that that might be a healthier thing for, for all parts of professional golf moving forward, especially if the purse size is stayed about relatively the same size. But the idea of a FedEx Tour, you would want 78 player fields, right? You would want no, yeah. the big guys would want no cut events, and then you run into those world ranking problems, why Liv isn't getting the world rankings because, it, and why the points would be smaller. So there may be a world ranking thing to go along with that, but 14, 15 PGA Tour events, FedEx Tour events, plus the majors and the players, you got a 21, 22 week schedule, and then you've got a 35 week yeah. PGA Tour schedule, and I don't know what, 35 guys keep their card and it kind of operates like a well-oiled well machine. The protectors of the game, also known as Gary Williams, would hate the no-cut events. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. the, the idea- Totally hate them. One, <laughs> totally one hate them. One is soft. Fine, then one, 120 man fields. Yeah. But they, you wouldn't want, you couldn't have 156 full fields, maybe a couple in the summer, but, and then you eligibility, uh, it's, it, I think it's coming in the next five years. I think we'll see a, an elevated FedEx Cup tour Are you and okay? the Corn Ferry and PJ yeah. Tour kind of melding together. <laughs> I just, I, look, when it they created the World Golf Championship Series, I thought it was great. Again, it was, an, it, was a, it was a way to create the impetus for the best players to be motivated to play. And then it was like, well, we, we've, we've got to, you know, just make it a no-cut event. Are you kidding? Championship golf at the highest level is, has a cut. Tiger's record's going down, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you just only have to make about a dozen a year. Yeah. And just, here, here's the other thing, though, about what you're saying. And I, I would totally accept that. They're in the infancy of that new TV deal. If I am a network partner, you're going to be, wait a second, I paid X, mm -hmm. and now half of what I'm getting in my inventory is in the absence of Spieth, Thomas, Rom, Rory. Really? They, they're not going to accept that. Mm -hmm. But you'll see those guys play the Byron Nelson. You'll see Scheffler, all the Dallas guys. They'll support, oops, excuse me, they'll support the Byron Nelson. They'll, and then in other areas, all the Florida guys, they'll probably still support the Honda and they, the Dallas But Bar, they but haven't. These guys are sleeping 10 minutes from PGA National, and they won't roll out of bed across the street to well, play well, that, that event. Would, that, would be my, that, that would be my response to you, is they're already not playing those yeah. events. So I, I'm, I'm really interested to see, maybe most interested in 2023, 
to see what the non-elevated events look like and if they feel weaker than they already are. Yeah. If we get to, I think San Diego is one that I'm, I'm concerned about because it typically had a strong Loaded. field. Yeah. And now it's, that it's not an, an elevated event, at least this year, I worry that it, its field is going to be compromised. But if you're the Honda Classic, to your point, with a bunch of guys that live down the street that already aren't playing, is it going to feel any different? Probably not. Probably not. Now, as, as a vested veteran, I don't know how you feel about giving employment to, to untested commodities. And I'm talking about PGA Tour U and, and the, the alterations they've made to that to, to now give the guy who's number one to give him a PGA Tour card. I'm all for it. I think they should do more of it. You, th those are your future assets. And it's, it's similar to saying, well, look, here's your bonus pool for rookies in the NBA. You're a lottery pick. You're picked in the top 10 in the NFL draft. I, I have no problem with it. How do you feel about that? I, I'm okay with it. I, I think when it first came out, we were all very upset because we went through Q school. I went sure. to the final stage of Q school when it was six rounds, five different times. I busted my butt to get through the Corn Ferry Tour and get my, my job. And now for a guy to just get handed a spot. But you look at a guy, and I guess you have to stay four years and, and you have to complete your eligibility in college right. to receive that. So that keeps a guy in school longer, which is good. And the guys like Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth that come out early, they're going to get out there anyway. But I, I, I'm okay with it. And um, what, what the tour's done that I really like is the guarantee for rookies and the guarantee for all members that are inside that rookie category of getting a half a million a year. And then from my perspective, I was last man in the field in Bermuda just this last fall, yeah. and it was expensive to get over there. I had to pay a caddy. I got there Wednesday, had a crazy hotel bill, and now for members that aren't in that in the upper you category, stipend. I got a $5,000 stipend, which paid for my trip. And, and it, it, it gave me incentive to go over there and play and feel like, okay, I'm not going to be out five grand for traveling over here. I'm actually going to break even, which I think that those two changes they've made to that policy have been great. And we've been kind of begging for that for, for a long I'm time. I'm shocked yeah. that you didn't have some friends who have a house in Paget Parish. I am, I am that too. you could have stayed in for I the week. The fact that you had a hotel bill is shocking. It was actually a nice little B&B. It was <laughs> quite incredible. I'll stay there every year going forward. It was the debut of the Budweiser hat too, which I, a few years ago, which I love and, and everybody in, in Charlotte loves. And I certainly respect what he said you know if you're in his position or anybody else's position like him on the PGA Tour you can understand how you would feel if you've battled your heart out to get to this position and you have to fight to, to stay on the PGA Tour all of a sudden you're giving you know in essence a battleground promotion to the best college players but I think the fans will enjoy this I think the fans will have an easier time identifying with the best players in college golf as they make this transition and you give you give the fans some some motivation to cheer for some guys to see okay these, these guys have an opportunity to, to play on the PGA Tour as, as a huge um, advocate of college golf and think that it's growing and growing and growing. I think this is only going to help it do that even more. When you look at a guy like Davis Riley, who yeah. got out of college, went to Q School, got his Corn Ferry card, COVID hits, he's mm -hmm. got to spend two years on the Corn Ferry Tour, yep. and then he comes out on the PGA Tour and has a killer year. Yep. And, and to hold it, basically he was held back two years of the opportunity to go straight from college right. to the PGA Tour. And so a guy like Davis Riley, I think we were talking about Caleb Surratt earlier before the show started, like guys like next generation talent to be, and they still have to keep their card. I mean, you're going to have guys that get that card, don't keep it, and they're going to go back to the Corn Ferry Tour, but give them a crack at it. I mean, I, I'm, I've, I've, I've warmed up to the PGA Tour U, and the Corn Ferry status goes so deep. So giving those top 10 guys a half a year to play the Corn Ferry Tour, give them a chance. Yeah, yeah. Golf Channel does such a great job, I think, of, of showcasing that throughout the year. 
shameless plugs, Sirius XM, SEC Network. We do the SEC tournament yeah. every year in Sea Island, and this is something we're going to be paying attention to when we right. broadcast the SEC tournament moving forward. These kids you, are ready to play earlier yeah, yeah. Than, than my generation ever was. They are ready to come out of college and go win. On the There's PGA no Tour. doubt. The other thing, and I think one of the reasons they're ready is that they're getting they're getting acclimated to things that they usually had to to, to wait to not only get to professional golf but to actually contend to be seen hitting a live golf shot on television the proliferation of college tournaments on golf channel uh, has made these kids they have some name recognition they, they actually have value before they get there whereas 20 years ago mm. with the exception of the justin leonards and the ryan moores and the phil mickelson's and obviously, Tiger, you didn't know who these guys were. Everyone knows who Gordon Sargent is. And that was only through the USGA events, most most exactly. notably the U.S. Amateur. Now you get through college events that are being broadcast at Eastlake or at Seminole or, you know, sea, the, Island. The sea Island. Exactly. I mean, the fact that now that these are now being broadcast, I think is huge for the overall health of the game. Yeah. I, uh, last thing, you mentioned Q School. Um, look, as, a, as an observer like he is, I loved it. And I love the fact that it's coming back in a modest degree because I, th to me, that's the essence of professional golf. It's not guys in G5s and, and doing Monday outings for 150K. It's, it's literally living and dying and hyperventilating <laughs> and hitting shots like Charlie Reimer did on the roof of a clubhouse uh, with one shot cushion trying to get your card. I love the fact that that's coming back. Yeah, I wish it was more spots. I think it's only five spots, yeah. but it may grow to that. But with the European Tour getting spots, they're kind of trying to protect the, the membership of the tour. But five spots, I'll, I'll go back to Q School next year with, with five spots. Why not? I mean, maybe I have to go to second stage. I don't really love yeah. that. But you, you wait until how much he enjoys this Cush TV life. There's he's, no doubt. He's not going back. No, he's no, going to have a blast. He's going to be too good at this. He's going to have too much fun to go back and put himself through the most stress. Most stress? More stressful than trying to win a tournament? Uh, the, my, my Q School career went my first year. I had my whole family there. It was out in Palm Springs. We had a house. It was fun. I was just happy to be there. And then fast forward to my fourth year, I was traveling in an RV, and I'm like, honey, my wife, you're not coming. Nobody's coming. I don't want to see anybody. I would go crawl back in my RV and just, like, curl into a ball every <laughs> night. And I think I was in maybe 15th place going into the final round, shot 78, missed by three or four. And, like, I was, it was the worst feeling Oof. I've ever had in professional golf. It was, right. it was but horrible. it also is why it's riveting. Yeah. To, yeah. To, to totally. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, last thing with respect respect to tour schedule, um, the FedEx Cup playoffs, are you guys both happy, content with the current construct of, of what the FedEx Cup playoffs are? It's only 70 guys making it this year, so yeah. it'd be nice to have more guys have the opportunity, but then the Tour Championship's goofy the way it is, but I think come Sunday of the Tour Championship, it's one leaderboard. There's not a lot of confusion on how it's going. I, I think it's, it's working. I think there's they're always trying to tweak it, but I, it could it could get better, but it's not terrible. I, I love East Lake. I love what it's done for the community. I love the Southern Company. I love Coca-Cola. Oh, look at this but, little disclaimer. But, <laughs> but, I mean, and, and I understand why all those things are in place for years to come. But I think you know where I'm going with yeah. this. I would love to see it move around to some of the greatest I'm begging golf them. Yeah. greatest golf courses yeah. in the United States. Uh, some that maybe can't traditionally host a full field event. Exactly. It would be great to see uh, go to, if you just go through the, the Golf Digest rankings. Yeah. yeah, and you say, okay, we're going to Pine Valley, or we're going to Cypress, or we're going you know, to the best courses. I know some of them may be a little more challenging than others, but it would be nice to go check off some of those boxes. But I get why that can't happen, because 
again, if you're a big sponsor, you want to go play where the golf tournament has always been. Yeah, I, I know that you're like, eh, PBE's not doing that. Probably not, <laughs> They're not but, doing but not that, far but down North. that list. Yeah. Seriously, I, I really think that the, that the way that, that memberships and clubs and benevolent dictators feel a sense of, we cannot make this a forbidden city. We have a sense of, of we, we've got to give some level of access. Look, and, and Seminole's done a great job at that. And Jimmy Dunn has, you know, a college golf tournament at Seminole. That's right. great. There's no reason to believe that if you went to some of the best clubs in America and said, on a once every four year basis, or just a one off, do you want the top 30 players in the world to come to your place at the end of August? And, and you know, hypothetically, Chicago Golf Club, why, why couldn't that happen? It We've could. We've talked about that place before. Uh, seriously, I, I think that all three of the playoff events should have a mini rotation, all of them. And, and why the first event has abandoned the Northeast quarter is, is it, it's wrong. Well, FedEx. But you know why. I, I know. I mean, I, FedEx, I know why. Is, FedEx has put so much money into the PGA Tour that they deserve to have that first event. They, they moved them to the World Golf Championship, and then now the first playoff event. I love that one. But then the second one, which was typically in Chicago, but it, yeah. it was nice to have New York, Chicago. It was nice to have New York, Boston, Chicago, right. Atlanta, and you're having the biggest, biggest markets. But think about, like, L.A. Country Club hosting the Tour Championship, and that's going to be a good U.S. Open this year. It'll be awesome. But, I, I mean, I, I, I agree. There should be more. TBC Southland's a good regular PGA Tour event, but for the playoffs, you want to have a course that's a little more elevated. You, you are, you're fighting a lot of things at that time of the year. The fatigue of, of how much is, is enough. The major championship season is over. We're, we're getting ready to listen to him, you know, call South Carolina Vanderbilt from Vanderbilt <laughs> Stadium in Dudley Field. There's no atmosphere quite like it. I mean, what we're about looking. Notre Dame, South Carolina. Come well, on, no, that was excellent. Okay, thank you, you. You had one of the better bowl games of the year. Well deserved. Um, I, I just think that there can be some imagination. I understand the sensitivity to sponsorship, but you have to think pragmatically about. Where's the appeal beyond just seeing the top players, of which we've seen more of them this year than we have in years? So I, I think that that's something to look at. But the, the Western Golf Association that runs the BMW, oh, yeah. they've done a better job. They played where? Delaware Country Club this last yeah. year. Didn't they play, they play Baltimore Valley. before that? Did they play Caves one Yeah, year? they played Caves. And I mean, they've done a good job moving their event, which is typically a Chicago-based thing. Yeah. They had it in Denver. They've given us they've given us a few different options. I, I love the mini at Rota idea, not just in the FedEx Cup playoffs. All I, of them. I like it throughout the year. I agree. But I don't. Again, when you when you get protective, if you're a sponsor, you're going to want it where you, where you have had it traditionally for a long time, which is why the FedEx Cup starts in, at TPC Southwind in Memphis. And by the way, the last few years, I thought the event has been better than it's ever been before. And and going back to what we were talking about earlier, when Sepp Straka was battling Will Zalatoris to win that tournament, I didn't think at all about who wasn't playing in that event. I didn't think about Cam Smith or Bryson DeChambeau or Brooks Kepka. I thought about a thrilling finish on the PGA Tour in the first round of the playoffs. So uh, hopefully we continue to get that. Yeah, I, and, and look, that, that event, they th- it all comes down to who's right there at the end, and it threaded the needle, and you had, did. You had one guy who, who was so close in so many big events, major championships, it worked. And most times How did Seth not hit land, though? I will never understand that. No, That's, it's one of the more confounding shots. It's a of, tough tee shot, by the way. Aim 50 yards left. Yeah, I, I, I caddied in, at, at that place one year for a buddy of mine who played in the Pro-Am. And, and we went there with a list of like 20 guys. And, and he got the last pick, which is no pick. It was Todd Fisher. 
And we went off last in the afternoon on Wednesday. It was about 112 degrees. I, I honestly, I wanted to get a card at the turn. Yeah. It was brutal. Last thing about, you mentioned the number. <laughs> 125 was too many. 125 is employment. 125 is not a playoff team. You know what I mean? There's got to be a distinction between who keeps their job and who goes to the playoffs. Don't you agree? Yeah, I do. I think that I, I'd be okay with that. Yeah. Um, I, like he's saying, you know, is 70 the right number? I don't know. You know, maybe do we need a, a bigger number? And then you cut it down to 50 and then you go down to 30. Maybe it's 150, 30. Just yeah. thinking out loud right now. But yeah, I, I think that that's, that's probably true. Um, I do enjoy what the Wyndham Championship has given us each year because that's... It's I got an identity. It does. And I think we're as interested, if not more interested, in who's number 125. A personal friend of mine, they came on the air a few years ago on CBS, and Jim Nance says, Josh Teeter has this butt to stay on the PGA Tour. And he didn't make it. But, and, and Josh is a friend of mine, but I'm thinking, oh my gosh, this is for his employment next yeah. year. And so I do love that component of the tournament. It'll be interesting to see how, because 70 guys being exempt, the fall is going to play out for who's, I mean, you have, you got to fill the fields on the PGA sure. Tour. So how is 71 to 150 going to work? How is that going to happen next fall? And, and what priority does 71 have? going forward. I mean, is 71 basically going to be a fully exempt card? I don't know how that, and I think a lot of the players on the PGA Tour that I've talked to lately, my good friend Ryan Armour, they are so confused as to how they keep their job next year right. if they're not inside the top 70. Do they have to go back to Q school? I mean, maybe that's a way to bump up the Q school numbers. Mm. Is to, uh, maybe it's 70 and then Q school's got 25 spots again, but I, I, I think there's a lot of questions about how the 2024 priority season is going to start. Yeah, by the way, Wyndham is one of your main stops on your Pro-Am tours, so I know you're loyal to it. <laughs> um, no, as far as the fall, I asked this question of Rory at the CJ Cup, what should the fall look like? And he said football. And I, I mm. totally agree, but, but if the, the audience is already a niche audience, why not, why not cater to that and yeah. make it about employment? Right. Make the compelling stories, the guys who are not seen on television throughout the course of the year. And it is the fighting for employment. Don't, you think, don't you think that's what's going to happen? I, I do. Like a I Corn do. Ferry final sort of four event yes. series. Of yes. you, you get the top from the Corn Ferry Tour, the 71 to whatever on the PGA Tour, and they play a four or five Elevate, event series. Elevating over. and relegating. Now, I don't know if, now the, the next question would be, I don't know if Napa... In Houston, and and those tournaments are going to sign up for that. Well, I know from I know after having conversations with tournament director in Houston, they are not really wanting to be a part of some fall series event. They've yeah. got a lot of sponsorship dollars. Sure. Houston Open's been around a long time, yeah. And I think there's talk of them moving back into a spring date. Um, they've got a fabulous golf course, and and hopefully that'll happen. But Sanderson Farms. Um, I, I know we'll see Island maybe, but yeah. I, I just, who, who knows? I do love the idea, Gary. I just wonder if those are the places no, they I, go. I, no, no question. I, I, you're right about Houston. Like Jim Crane and the, the efforts they, they've made, the Houston Astro Golf Association. It's right there in the heart of the it's city great. too, which is great. It's a great story. It's a great story. All right, let's, let's transition. Let, let's start with Tiger and, and go ahead and, and tackle this because a lot of it is just hands up. Um, what will 23, best case scenario is what? Best case scenario is he plays five or six tournaments before December. Uh, I, I'm not going to count December because December, I, I think, is the season of Tiger, which is great, by the way. I, I think all of us have really enjoyed how he's all of a sudden, you know, turned December into a month where we get to see him and get to see it's Charlie. Tiger Claws. It's yeah, the 12 it, days of Tiger. Which is, which is great. And, and I assume we'll still get that, you yeah. know, given some, some good health. 
in the future. But I, I would say best case scenario, Gary, is we see him five or six times. And when I say five or six times, that would include like Riviera and it would include maybe the Memorial, you know, mm -hmm. tournaments that he's Bay really Hill. enjoyed in the past um, on top of the majors. Realistically, I think we see him in two or three majors. You know, we saw him last year go to the Open Championship, and that was such a marker for him. He ended up playing two majors before that. But I don't think he'll – I'd be a little surprised if he went to England. I don't think that the 151st Open Championship carries as much significance for him as this past year did at St. Andrews. But it's and at Hoylake. Yeah, it's at I mean, Hoylake he, he where was, he was the first major he won after his dad died. Exactly. And that was a big sure. week for him. And, I mean, I don't I, – I just he think loves the Open. If, if the travel is as hard as it's been for him, I just think that that might be a place that he wouldn't end up going. Like this past year, he, he ended up going to the PGA Championship in Tulsa, and he didn't play the U.S. Open at Brookline. Right. I would, I would bet he would play the U.S. Open this year in a city that he grew up in, mm -hmm. right down the street from Los Angeles Country Club. I'm with you. I would think he would go there. I wouldn't think he'd be as inclined to go to Rochester and play the PGA Championship. In May. In May, and freeze, yeah. as he is. I'm excited to go, by the way. Uh, but as he would go to the LA Country Club. Do you, you see what I'm saying? So, Absolutely. So I, I think that ultimately he'll play two or three majors. And if we get anything other than that, I think it's gravy. Uh, I've had friends and debates about Tiger for years and they everybody wants to count him out right he's never going to win again he's never going to play again even going back to 08 when he he and his wife all that stuff came yeah. out and he continues to come back I've I've learned that I will never doubt anything he does best case is Tiger wins a major this year and I, I, I think that's highly unlikely I wouldn't place money on that in Vegas but I will never count that guy out he has done superhuman things his entire career and it wouldn't it, I wouldn't be surprised if he went out and won the Masters. Gosh like, the golf swing looks so good in December. I mean I, I would I, I would be surprised not shocked I guess okay. is the better word. I, I, but, I'd be dumbstruck. Uh, I'd be really? abs yeah I, look I, I, I the, the, the 19 thing was amazing. It was amazing. But he had form but, but going th in. There was not only form there was like 18 months of building. Right. Go back to 18 and, and the things that he he was clicking off. He made and the tour championship. It, it, <laughs> right. And and it, first of all, he won the tour championship in, in 2018. He was he was the guy who was the last line of defense for Brooks Kepka in the PGA in 2018. He beat Rory in the match play two weeks before. Masters week to give him like all these little things that he was and, fortifying and don't forget he was mind. the best player at Royal Melbourne and he sat out a couple sessions Correct. he was unstoppable he was, in Australia. He was artistic yeah. in, in doing that not to mention he did and I talked to Tommy Fleetwood who, who played with him he played with him in Paris right after he had won the tour championship and he was shot he was shot that next week and and he had nothing and Tommy's like that was really that, that was not what I was hoping for because I'd never had that experience. And then he played with him at Zozo and he's like, and after the 36 holes of the first two rounds, he, he, he went to shake his hand and he said, that was amazing. And Tiger's response was, you like that? <laughs> like that was full flight. I don't know, how, he can't build to anything so, so, so remotely close to that. That to me is the big point. So. This past year, he couldn't build at all. Yeah. And his great caddy, Joe LaCava, was saying, we got to get him out there more. we got to get him chipping and putting. And the answer was, Joe, how do you get him out there more if he can't stand and walk to get out there more? 
But if you saw in December, his chipping and putting was significantly better than it, what it was during the major championships. And he told people that were on the golf course at the Ritz-Carlton, including some of our staff, that he was able to chip and putt more. It, didn't, it wasn't as painful. The plantar fasciitis is, is clearly an issue, and that has to clear up. And anybody that's gone through that knows that's, a, that's something that stays with you for months. So that, this is a huge if. But if he's able to chip and putt, which he couldn't do last year and still made two cuts in major championships, I think that's going to be the big question in, in 2023. If he can do that, I, I'm with Johnson. It, I don't count this guy it, it out It would ever. be nice to see him get a warm-up start before the Masters. Bay yeah. Hill's a pretty easy walk. I mean, is there any chance he goes and plays the players? Or It's also an easy walk. Is there any chance he goes and plays a week before the Masters? That's the question. If he can play one time, then we may have something. Yeah, I, look, I, I, I'm, I'm with you, but if you ask me, will he win again or will he not, the answer is no, he's not. <sighs> He, people were saying that four or five years ago. Not, no, I wasn't. I, 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 I wasn't. He's Look, never is, going to win a tournament again? No, no. This is different. Look, I, I think 20 years from now, him making cuts at majors after that accident, that is a screenplay. The, the severity of what he has done to that lower leg is, sure. is, is beyond the, the conversation we can have here Well, right the way now. he talked at the Hero about um, keeping the limb was was eye-opening, um, and the nerve damage that's been done in that ankle certainly is, is significant and, and irreparable, probably. Yeah. Um, but as long as that leg is attached, and it sends a crazy thing to start a, start a, a preface with, as yeah, long I mean, as that leg is attached. But it's the truth. As long as that leg is attached, you give this guy five, six more years, if Phil Mickelson can win at Kiowa with, out of nowhere, Tiger Woods at 54 years old, I'll take him somewhere he if the had, guy still can stand up. I, I get all of that, but we, we are like, like the, the fusing <laughs> of the back is like what? Like what? He, he, he just, he went in because, what, he had a little back discomfort? He had his, his back fused twice. And still won the Masters, Gary. I, I get it. I, I just, you cannot, at some point... You give me one man in the world right now to hit a four iron, I'm still taking him. I, I totally agree, but over the course of four rounds of championship golf, I, there's nothing I want more than to be wrong. I don't think I'm going to be wrong. I think you I guys are going to be wrong. To and, and, I hope and, and, you and, are. And I'm speaking from a fan's perspective. I love Tiger Woods so much. I mean, he's only four or five years older than me. And sure. I it's just, amazing. I, we all idolized him, and, and I just don't want to. I don't want to admit that it's over, but... Yeah, I, I, I don't want to either, but, but the actuary tables of everything have me to where I can say it pretty comfortably that I, he's not winning again. That, that, and by the way, just as an aside, you know, he used to tell stories of playing practice rounds with him and just talking shop with Tiger Woods, who would rather talk shop than anything else, by the way, is one of the coolest things to, to witness, to watch a couple of guys around Tiger in a practice round, which you've done, or just the, the media that's following him. He loves to do that with those guys too. He doesn't like to talk about any of those other things, but just watching that guy's passion for his craft, I, I think there's one more somewhere. Okay, I, I, listen, I, I hope you're both right. Last thing about him, will he be in, in Rome wearing a, a team uniform in some capacity? I thought he was going to be in Charlotte for the yeah. President's Cup this year. I was a little, not disappointed, I was just sad that he, he wasn't here. But, I don't know, that's a long way away. I would think more, more likely he'll be the next captain in home soil. Is that Beth Page? It is. Yeah. It's Beth Page, which was marked for Phil before all the live golf yeah. happened. And, and now maybe it's, it's marked for Tiger. He has, he has told insiders that are a part of these teams he feels 
that if he isn't the captain or he isn't playing and or the captain, he feels he's a distraction. And that's why he doesn't show up. He didn't come and to Whistling Straits. And it's why he didn't come to captain. President's Cup. I think that, I guess, in, in the last couple of years with what's happened, he feels like he's more of a distraction than he would have been then. Fair. So that, that is the reason why he hasn't been. But he still has been incredibly connected to the team. I would... I would probably predict that he would be at his home in Florida connected to the team watching the Ryder Cup. But that, I, I don't want to get too off course here. That is the event in sports I'm most excited for in 2023. I would love to have him there in some capacity. It would only make that event even more special. I, I think he's going to be there. I, I do. I, I think that I, that, that I was surprised, too, that he wasn't at Quail um, because he really is. I know that there are people who are cynical saying, you know, I think it's, he's really not that connected. No, I think he's totally connected. I think he's immersed in something I never thought, I never thought we would see this side of him. And I think, you know, time softens everybody, but, but his willingness mm -hmm. to share thought and, and to be a part of a team component of which he was not wired to be that. He was predatorial. It was extinguish you and, and me ascend. I think he's going to be there. I think he's going to be a part of, of Zach's team I do not I as a right. player yeah. not as a player I think he's going to be there <laughs> we know that yeah. you've made that clear <laughs> he's not making that team. no it, do, it doesn't mean that like would I would I be surprised if he made the cut at the Masters absolutely not but winning 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 I just I, I think don't. if he got himself in contention at the Masters adrenaline would take over for that no I, I was and there I, every step I mean, with him I, in 19 yeah. and guys literally we're falling off that leaderboard like clockwork. Right. It was extraordinary to watch it. If you if you think you've heard roars like 86 and 19, you wait for 26 or 29 or <laughs> 29. 32 or whenever. <laughs> if that guy is in contention in the weekend at Augusta National, it'll be. But he's, he's always said he doesn't want to play golf if he doesn't have a chance to win. So he's not going to, I don't think he's going to be some ceremonial player yeah. and play into his 50s at the Masters if he doesn't think he has a legitimate chance of winning. Correct. Jack said that for a long time. He did. And then at 58, all of a sudden, he, you come on the air on Sunday and he's on the front page of the board. I'm telling you, if 54... Jack never missed a major from 62 to 80. He never got hurt. <laughs> Give me one or two more chances for Tiger in, in, in contention. Hey, I'm a dreamer. What, and so is he, by the way. He I'm will play alone. past 50 because they all do. Because relevancy is a hell of an elixir in life. Yeah. And... and you know, for him and with his with his children, it doesn't. It's not a question of needing the adulation. It's nice. I think he will play competitive golf after. And, and by the Charlie way, Charlie caddying for him. Ooh, yes. How about that? That'd be good. Now you guys uh, think he's going to win with Charlie on the bag? <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, and by the way, I'm not only think, saying the Masters though. I mean, it, is there a chance at at LA Country Club or at a future major championship? Chances are, if he does win again, it will be a major championship because those are going to be about the only events and, he plays. And for a guy like that, those are the easiest tournaments to win because the the group of people that can actually mentally win one of those events is small. Think right. about Tom Watson back in 08 at Burkdale, 08 or 09 Nine. at Burkdale. Yeah. I mean, how old was he, 59? Yeah. I mean. Yeah, no, no, he was 59. He was 59 and again, he had not been ravaged physically by the things that, that, that Tiger has. Look, I, I will not be surprised if he does amazing things, but, but the winning part to me, I, I, will be, I will be gobsmacked if he wins another golf tournament. Pleasantly gobsmacked. Pleasantly. I said, I said Burkdale, it was Turnberry. Turnberry, Turnberry. Yeah. Yeah. Stuart Sink. Yeah, I, the, the, the last thing ab about him is 
like we, we talk about these happy haunts that he has, and I get it, the Bay Hills and the Memorial, but, but the style with which he did what he did on those places as he did at Firestone for all those years, I don't know that he would be willing to make a transition to a harbor town, but, but he's such a tactician mm -hmm. now, and the reliance on, on not hitting driver, and he's still a sublime iron player, I do believe that if he turned up at Sawgrass, where he does not have to hit driver all over that yard, that he could be as competitive at those places where it's point to point as opposed to some of the other places. That's such a good point too, because major championship golf courses have, I mean, 7,500 yards is now a fairly benign setup. I mean, they're getting longer and longer and longer. And over the course of these next few years, I mean, Quail Hollow is 7,650 from the tips. And, and I mean, they get, they're just, they're getting longer and longer and longer. Harbortown is an incredible point. How fun would that be to watch him hit little stinger two irons around that place and hooks and I mean he would shape, shaping, uh, height, flight, all of it. I'll take his word for it about the one birds uh, and the total yardage. <laughs> um, I, I don't even look we back there. We don't even we don't even have we don't even have that number on the card. Yeah, or do we put T markers? I don't out even there I don't even look back there. Um, I love that idea at Harbortown, Gary, and I do wonder as Tiger is taking such an interest in the future of the PGA Tour, he's become so passionate as one of the lead spokesperson, spokesman yeah. for the PGA Tour. I wonder if, if that all of a sudden enters his mind that, hey, you know what, as I've gone through trying to protect this tour that I love so much, that's given me so much, maybe I will go instead of playing at a tournament that I traditionally played in and play in this one instead if he's healthy enough to do it. I'd love to see it. And that, and that place of all places makes all the sense in the is, world. Is it an elevated event? This, it is. this year it is. It is. Yeah. I mean, that it's the week after the Masters. That'd be kind of tough. It would be tough. I, it would. It would be tough. It was just more of a, in a hypothetical look when he went to win him in 2015. It, again, it's not a. It's not a golf course you hit driver on all the way around. It's a great place he, he for him finished to play. in the top ten. Yeah. That week. Anyway, I. I, I look. Wh however often he does play, which is not going to be much, um, he's still going to win. The, the, the player impact program. He's going to win that in perpetuity, by the way. Wait, he should. But, but I, it's I an do, annuity for him. I was sitting on the board when we, when we did that player impact program. Yeah. It was a direct response to Liv just sure. getting started. And uh, they wanted us to put some language into the bylaws banned for life. We were like, hold up. First meeting of the year. We're just hearing this now. We're not doing that. And they came up with the player impact program, and there was a minimum number of events played. I think since Tiger's gotten injured, they've kind of pulled that <laughs> minimum number out from under they've, the They've floor. changed. Yeah. Not only that, we, we had a call with, with the tour about all the different algorithms. And one of the things that we asked was, okay, being seen on television on the weekend of a PGA Tour right. event, does, does him doing an interview in the booth count? And the answer is, we don't know. <laughs> the hell you don't. It counts. It counts. I mean, I, 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 look, him being at his event, him, him taking a vocal role with being a steward of this tour uh, is, is why his value will never be diminished. Right. And it, it shouldn't be. No. And, it, and it shouldn't be. Rory in, in Augusta National, if he's there like he, he, he put himself there like, like when it was over, he was there last year. And we've seen him do these, these odd things where it's, it's a flyer Sunday and he does what he does and he's as capable as anybody of, of shooting zero. What, what about him and, and the Holy Grail, the Rubicon that he's got across? You know, all the great clubs, I always say this about Rory McIlroy as it relates to Augusta National, all the great clubs in this world invite their members to join. 
if, if Augusta National could ever invite someone to win the Masters, they would invite Rory McIlroy. Correct. I mean, it is the love affair that that place has with him and vice versa. He was there with his dad two weeks after he did that, by the way. He went back and played and stayed and hung out with members. I mean, yeah. he loves that place, and he has become so deeply connected to the membership there. He's just, and he's, he's beloved everywhere he goes, but he certainly is beloved there. I would say what Rory McIlroy is about to experience in April is similar to what Dale Earnhardt Jr. experienced for almost 20 years in NASCAR. He is going to play a home game every time he tees it up. And he's been doing that to a degree, but it's only going to be heightened in, in 2023, especially at Augusta National. Everyone wants to see him win that. This is, what, the ninth straight year he's tried to complete the career Grand Slam. I would say the pressure on him to do so is higher than it's ever been to do it. The one concern I have is how much Rory thinks about those things. As talented as he is, as great as he is, I do, and it would, it would almost be impossible to not think about it, but I do wonder if that kind of cost him a shot or two out there. But I think what he's been able to do since the Canadian Open, and he's been so outspoken about yeah. Liv and about the PGA Tour, and he's on the policy board, and he's, he has been the front man, and he's gone on to win. How many times? The Tour Championship, Canada, CJ Cup. Mm -hmm. I think he's prepared himself for what he's done with the pressure that he's going to feel for the Masters, and I think he is going to win, and I think he's going to win convincingly. I think he's going to be there from start to finish. I think he this is... This year. I'm yes, in. Let's do he it. Has, he has, like, what he's done and the load he's carried all summer through the fall with Liv and PGA Tour, I think, has just prepared him to be able to handle that pressure because he's done it at a level that he's never done it at before, and he's won convincingly multiple times. I, I, I just have a feeling about him. You're, you're right. I mean, all of that extra weight seemed to empower him on the course. The, the one pushback I would have is I went to the Open Championship, Bingo. and he was stuck in neutral the yeah, last totally 10, 11 yeah. holes, and I, I do wonder if that gets in his head It does a little bit. Yeah, It has to. But... It, everyone, and being there on the property, you could just, it, it was the ultimate home game. Everyone wanted to see it. It was no dis, everybody was, Cam, well played. Of course. There's no disrespect to Cam Smith. He won, went out and won the Open Championship. I just, I wonder if that plays a role at all at Augusta National, but let me make this clear. I hope Johnson's right, because that would be such a celebrated moment in golf. For sure. For him to put on a green jacket, it would be, all of golf would, would, would celebrate that, and, and people that are casual fans don't even follow the sport closely would enjoy it, too. Especially this year with everything that's going yeah. on. I think it would just make it even, it would be one of the most iconic major championship wins it, in, it would in be. relative there, history. No, no in, in all time. You, you mentioned, you know, it's now nine years with his chance to do it. It's also nine years since he last won a major, so it's not just the vortex getting thicker as it relates to how many chances he has in prime at Augusta National. The Open Championship at the home of golf, with all that was going on, with, with the belief that the guy who was, was the protagonist uh, was, was the guy who was getting ready to leave himself, and he couldn't shake it off the blade and make anything yeah. in, the, in that last round. And, and look, with all due respect to Gene Saracen, re retroactively he won the career Grand Slam there, but the best line I ever heard is, it, is, it, is associated to that win in 35 was Brandel Chambly. He won the equivalent of the Hero World Challenge in 1935, which is a hell of a line. He's going there. This is to, to complete the career Grand Slam at Augusta National with, and he, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't have been the old course, it just would have been his fifth major, is, is something nobody has had to tackle. 
And everybody knows he's as capable as anybody. If he does, it'll be one of the greatest feats, not only because of the totality of winning the career Grand Slam and doing it there, in the modern age with the, the amount of attention and the buildup and the knowledge of him knowing that, he isn't working with Bob Rotella by accident. He's trying to get his mind in a place to allow him to do something which is, is just suffocating to think about. It, it is really challenging, and, and I, I hope Johnson's right that it happens this year. I hope year. it is. I but hope he is I, too. And I would bet a tremendous amount of money that the next ten, in the next 10 years it happens. You know, but, but he's going to, to your point, he's going to have to face that each and every time he goes So there. do you think he'll win another major before he wins the Masters? I probably would be more inclined to bet I, that. I would yeah. too. I yeah. would too. And, but, but, but it's it, not, again, that place is built for him. Right. It's built yeah. for him. But, but Gary, he finished. You, you've got you, as much as we say that from Tita Green, you got to you got to shake these six footers in that have that have movement to them when it matters. He had a chance. He shouldn't have won the Masters. He should have finished second last year, and he, and he did. Correct. He walked off the golf course in Tulsa, and he was furious. I've never seen him with that much steam in his ears. He he felt like he blew the PGA Championship. He felt like he had every chance to win the U.S. Open, and he certainly felt like he, he lost the Open Championship to that point. This guy's got a chance in every major championship. <laughs> he does. Yeah, it's crazy. No, it, it, it's, again, and the one last thing about, about him and Augusta National, he can't be a regular member unless he wins that golf tournament. He's not going to accept a membership there. No. No. He's not, he's not going to live his life as a regular member and not have a green jacket from winning it. Isn't that weird? It's I like just that, a, it's, I, I love it too, but that's just a reality. I mean, you'd be like, come on, it's just a golf tournament. We I assure you he has plenty of opportunities to play there without well, uh, he does. wearing he, the jacket uh, to dinner on a Saturday night. Will Tiger ever be a regular member at Augusta National? Mm, I, could, I could maybe see that happening. Would he need to be? No, but I mean, Jack and Arnold, yeah, Arnold they? was and Jack yeah, is. they are. Yeah. Yeah. I could, I, I've, you know, the reason I hesitated is because five years ago I would say absolutely not. That just is not... His cup of tea, I'm and he with wouldn't. You. He wouldn't connect. But in the last few years, he has started to develop so many more relationships agree. in the game, not just with players, but with powerful people in the game. I, I wouldn't surprise me if he did. I think he will be. He will be a ceremonial starter. Who he's on that first tee with in in twenty five years, I have no idea. Bubba. Uh, <laughs> Phil. That's a hard no. <laughs> Phil, I, I, look, his future. I, I, I have him on this list of things to get to. Uh, I, I don't want to touch on him right now. I don't know if we have time for him today anyway. Let me ask you about Spieth and Thomas. Um, who will have a bigger year? I'm going to go Spieth. I know that might be a bit of a surprise because and prob- part of the reason why I'm so quick to say Spieth is because I've been saying Thomas for the last uh, few years. And I still think that Justin Thomas is one of the better players in, in all of golf. But Jordan Spieth is, for my money, the best closer that we have that plays golf regularly on the PGA Tour. I guess my, the one caveat would be Tiger if Tiger was healthy enough to yeah. play. But of all those that are teeing it up frequently, I think he's the best closer that is out there, including Justin Thomas. And I feel like Jordan, with what, I, with, with what we witnessed in the last few months of 2022, has found a tremendous amount of confidence. What we saw here in Charlotte was the best of Jordan Spieth. Right. And we have seen Jordan Spieth play two, three rounds of great golf in the last couple of years and overcome some demons. I, I think 2023 is going to be a huge year for him. Married, kid, yeah. life is kind of settled in an order. He's hitting the ball so far right now. When he came out, yeah. he was he hit it plenty far, but he has gained some He's distance. got pop. And seeing it firsthand. Yeah, yeah you, you walked with him. Yeah. It was crazy. 
crazy watching how far, and, and even when they played that little uh, Capital One thing uh, down at Pelican, like, and some of those ball speed numbers may have been off, but he is pounding the golf ball. Yeah. He's hitting it further than a lot of guys, and I think that's going to help him in the long run. His wedge game is second to none. Now, his his putting is streaky, and his short putting, it's, I, wish it's he'd, I wish he'd go back to where he looked at the hole and putted that way. Yeah, he did it for a reason. Uh, and and I, I just if he can get that putter back to somewhat the form of 15, I see him having a chance at winning multiple Are majors. you going JT, though? Uh, no. I'll, if I... I, I Huge fans of both of them, yeah. but Jordan Spieth replaced Freddie Couples as my favorite golfer of all time. I love Jordan Spieth. He is the man. He's a good. He's a good man. He's. He's. I, I think he's incredible. Yeah. Playoff companion at Houston. Yeah, and we we play a little poker together a couple times. I just I'm a big fan. And, and by the way, that, that, that's not a um, that's no, that's no, not that's not just, saying that look, Justin Thomas just, isn't going to have a great year. No, I, yeah, absolutely. But I do. I think both of them are going to have big yeah. years. Justin Thomas, remarkably, has only won once last year. It was the PGA Championship. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me if he does something similar to that in 2023. He wins a huge event, and we look back and say, wow, he only won once or twice. But um, I, I would take Spieth in 2023. I, I, I'm with you. I'm, I'm, and again, I think they'll both have wonderful years. They're both going to win. The, the thing about Spieth, going back to the Open, he made nothing mm -hmm. that week and hit it so good. Yeah. And I, I when you when you talk about guys in their prime, like where are they gonna always be good? I think he'll be great at Hoy Lake. I think he has a very good chance at LA North. Um, you're right about the pop in his bat. He is he is an elite ball striker. For all the talk about well he hits a lot of foul balls. No, actually he really drives it exceptionally well now. And he and he drives it long enough. If he can just be reliable not even just making all these roadmaps like he did eight years ago. Just make all these five-footers, man. Not even five-footers, like three-footers. That's weird. That's what, what really sets him apart, though, is his wedge game. No. Remember, remember the, and, the... And chipping. He's, yeah. he's a witch. And he, he just, like, of course, like L.A. North, I think, is going to bring he's out gonna his... He's going to love it. He's going to love it. But at, at the President's Cup, they were playing alternate shot. And uh, on number four, mm -hmm. uh, Justin Thomas fatted it off the tee to a spot I don't think I've ever seen Will Calder at before. And it was <laughs> yes. that front well, Will end. Calder dropped. And, and, uh, <laughs> and, and Smith hit that wedge to like two feet, no green to work with from the beginning of the par three fairway. I think he had to like pace off a number to get the actual number. But uh, I, just, I just love his wedge game. And I think even if he does hit foul balls, he can get the ball back in position and get it up and down at a clip that is, is – you know, better totally than any agree. of the top players. Totally agree. I, I, I you know, I, some people are like, well, what? I don't get that comparison. I've always compared him to Ray Floyd. They're, he's very unorthodox. He, the, you know, everything from his grip to his golf swing. But he's an athlete, and Floyd was a baseball player like Jordan was. The closer he gets to the hole, the bigger advantage he's got. My God, the way that he can hit shots from 40 yards and in, he has the best intuition. He's the best reader of lies that I've ever seen. Hit it out of a divot, hit it out of a buried lie in a bunker, snarly Bermuda lie, thick Kentucky bluegrass, doesn't matter. He'll read the lie. He, he is, he's, and that is what major championship golf is. It's eradicating wrongs because you're going to miss 25 greens. Right. I am fascinated to see where this Greller-Spieth relationship goes next, though, because I mean, they, they made it through the abyss. They man. made it through the abyss in 2022. Um, 
my man here's had some awesome interactions with his brother on the golf course that they act like they act like Johnson and TJ Wagner do on the golf course. They do. They, they've been so close for so long. They yeah. battled when you battle with someone for that long, you, you have a different sort of relationship. And I think, I don't think Greller takes offense to it. No. He just knows what kind of a competitor he He's is. He's an and, elementary school teacher. Right. Which <laughs> by the way, I think is the biggest key is it, it rolls off Michael's back. Right. And that's important. Yes, too. absolutely. It, yeah. it is. I, you know, that the, the year of 19, when he was really bottoming out and I was, I was totally obsessed with where he was and I have 18 rounds that I have charted that I followed him every step and, and they, were, they were masters rounds, they were, they were players championship rounds, they were the PGA championship, he was paired with Brooks in the third round. He somehow finished third that week yeah. and hit it like dog shit for the whole week and finished third because he fights like hell. And again, he just, he never gives up. And now, again, if he can just be reliable enough, I think he's, I don't know that he can get back to world number one this year, but I expect him to have a great year. Give me a guy, Johnson, who will be, give me a, a guy who can win his first major this year. Uh, I've got, I've got two and they're both pretty obvious. Will Zalatoris, obvious. Actually, I've got three. Zalatoris has put himself there. What, what his health looks like remains to be seen. I haven't heard anything. I think Cam Young had a breakout year last yeah. year. He was in position to win two majors his rookie year at the PGA and at the Open Championship. I'm really looking forward to him. I think he's going to win his first PGA Tour event this year. And also, uh, I think he's got a chance to contend in more. And then, the veteran that I will say is Tony Finau. I think mm -hmm. Tony Finau, what he did into the summer, into the fall, the way he won golf, that golf tournament in Houston this year, um, I think Finau's got a great chance. A uh, good friend with his caddy, Mark Urbanic, they have worked so hard over the last year on his putting, the routines that he does. He's consistent. He works hard. He's got a good family. He doesn't have a lot of distractions. I think Tony Finau, who's never really competed in majors that much, I think has a chance to break out and win his first this year. Yeah, and one of the best people you'll ever no, meet, no too. Doubt. And he, he openly has talked in the past about how much he has struggled in the last nine holes of getting his mind right in those environments. I think he's clearly overcome that, and, and that would be a, a reason to believe in him. Can't, if, if I were to pick one guy that hasn't won a major, I would pick Cameron Young for the reasons he just mentioned. This guy's talent is Hall of Fame caliber. I mean, you watch the way that this guy attacks the golf ball, and you just think that it's kind of like watching Rory McIlroy for the first time. You're just blown Hunter away. Hunter can be balky. It can, but just the, I'm talking about the swing. No, 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 it's no. Just, it's it, no, there's it's, something it's, very different no, about he's him. No, special. I'll go with another guy since he took Young and Zalatoris. I'll take Tom Kim. Um, wow. Kim, I think, could win a major championship. You've already seen him on, on big stages perform very well. Uh, he, he's in a fight with Cantlay in Vegas, and he wins it. He, he obviously played so well here in the President's Cup. I think that Tom Kim has, is going to win major championships. Whether that happens this year or not remains to be seen, but if I'm going to pick one guy, not named Young, I'll pick Kim. <laughs> I think he will be challenged at the first two because Augusta tends to be softer than firmer. Rochester is not going to be firm. I can tell you that right now. Uh, it'll, be a, it'll be a hell of a layering contest yeah. in Rochester. I'm looking forward to that cashmere week. Um, <laughs> I, but I, I do think that if, if L.A. North is crispy, look, he is, he's got to fight the distance in the game. And I had, a, you know, not only the President's Cup, but at the C.J. Cup, he was paired with Ricky and Rory the first two rounds. They were dropping mail on him. I'm talking about Ricky dropping mail on him. He, he doesn't hit bad iron shots. He hits it in the middle of the face like every single swing. 
Uh, I, I think he's a special talent. Let me give you two names that you, neither one of you mentioned, either one of them. Like, what do, how about Patrick Cantlay, and what about Xander Shoffley? I wonder as time goes on if it gets in your head yeah. in a major championship would be the two. And, and those are obvious choices because they're two of the best ten players in the world, especially with Cantlay. I'm a little surprised at his major championship it's record. Not, it's not great. Yeah. And, and the times that he's gotten there, like even, look, there was a litany of guys who, who kind, of, kind of retreated with Tiger in 19. He was the first among them. He was the furthest along in that final round. And then it was Kepka Molinari. And and and, and Finau. I love well. Xander and his dad, uh, Stefan, and the no, way that they great. yell and scream at each other um, is is fun to watch. But some of the things that Xander has said to me coming off of the golf course at a major championship, well, let's see, I'm going to blow this one. And look, I mean, I guess we all say that about ourselves, no matter what we do for a living. Yeah. Maybe he's just saying it. Maybe he's a little more external about it in those moments. But it, it kind of has stayed with me a little bit. That does he have to get over something himself? Talent-wise, he's got everything to win a major championship. I mean, I've seen Cantlay hit some of the worst golf shots I've ever seen a professional hit, and I just wonder I wonder what that is. His short game is next level. Jamie Mulligan out in Long yeah. Beach, like, that guy doesn't have pupils that do not chip it incredibly well. But uh, I just don't, I don't see it out of Cantlay. Maybe not this year. I think he's... I mean, he's extremely polished. I've just seen some really big misses out of him lately, and I, I don't, I don't know if he's got it coming down the stretch. Does it doesn't make any sense. The more, the more time goes on, the more it gets in your head a little bit. Absolutely. You think that's a factor? Yes, hundred yeah. percent, it is. And I mean, where, where, where were his biggest contentions in majors? Can't lay. The, the Masters, the Tiger won. Yeah, yeah nineteen. In, in nineteen, yeah. he had the lead coming off the fifteenth green, yeah. and he blew up the last yeah. few holes. Yeah, that would be the one. And Xander, I remember him. It was his coming out party, his rookie year at. Uh, that place, Aaron Hills. Mm-hmm. But where is he? Has he been? Well, he was he, Masters he, in twenty one. Well, in the Open in eighteen. He actually yeah. he actually outplayed Rory, playing with him uh, that weekend at, at Carnoustie. He's had look. They they he's had more chances than, than Patrick has. Uh, they're both look. They're they, they're embedded around the top ten. They're as capable as anybody. It's uh, let me ask you one one last guy. Uh, the Scheffler follow up to twenty two. What will it look like? Mm. Gosh, I'm not, I'm not saying that it's going to be five years from now we're going to say, well, we were unfair to Jordan Spieth and the 2015 that he had can't ever be replicated, but... It, it wasn't being unfair. It was one of the greatest seasons of all time. And to say that he would never have a season like that again was not being unreasonable. I think that's where I'm going with Scotty Scheffler. Okay. I expect him to be a great player, a perennial Ryder Cup, President's Cup caliber player, which yeah. is what he was before 2022. Right. That's what I expect for him moving forward. But I expect him to be one of the 10 to 15 best players in the world, not necessarily one of the top one or two. Um, And and by the way, that's not because I think there's anything wrong with Scotty Scheffler. It's maybe we've always said this, Johnson, but I feel like the game has more top 10 caliber players right now that are all about the same than we've ever had before, and I just think things will even out a little bit. Well, then, do you think you're going to see somebody have a Scotty Scheffler year? Like, like you think Cam Young could have a year like that, and then that would he's be certainly his capable. best group? But I just think Scheffler, I think he's, I think he's got a great head on his shoulders. I he think does. a lot of the, the common thing, talking with Kevin Kisner at the President's Cup, he's like, no, these guys party. I think they're so focused. <laughs> Sorry, on Kevin. Jerks. <laughs> he's like, I, I think all these guys are so focused. Like, I think Scheffler is so focused at yeah. what he's doing. When he when he speaks in interviews, He being number one, winning the Masters, winning all those tournaments doesn't change the way he speaks about it. I think you could see Scheffler maybe not having the year he had over and over and over, but 
I wouldn't be surprised to see him win a major and have a couple other wins again this year. I mean, he's he he just he has all the tools. He's a good putter. Love his swing. Love his mindset. He's got a great caddy on the back. Like, look at what that relationship with Ted did. I guarantee you, Scotty Scheffler is out in Kapalua right now, preparing the same way he did last year, sure. thinking he can go out and have a better year than he did. I just think he's got a, a head on his shoulders that that a lot of guys don't have. He's not content with where he is. He he it didn't change his life. I think Scheffler is. I think his career is going up. And I, I see him having five or six majors at the end of his career. I, wow! I, I'm, 40, yeah. I'm 45 years old. When I grow up, I hope I'm as uh, mature as Scotty Scheffler is. I, I really I, admire his level. You would not still be driving the Tahoe from <laughs> yeah. college. I've I, had, I have too much fun with my buddies on occasion. Scotty clearly you would have doesn't. have a tricked out pickup truck. Scotty has. Scotty is is so um, easy to be around. He is the same person he was before he was number one in the world. So I agree with what, what you said there. I guess to answer your question, though, if, if I had to pick one person to have a dominant year, it would be Rory McIlroy. That yeah. would be my pick. Um, it wouldn't be Scotty Scheffler. Uh, but it, it doesn't yeah. mean that I don't think Scotty won't be a top 10 player. I, yeah. I, uh, okay. So give me, give me a guy, it, whatever definition you want to use for leap, who's going to have a leap year? Who's going who's gonna... to... Can Sahith the Gala count? Yes. I think, well, he's they win, can all count. I think he's going to win two plus tournaments this year okay. on the PGA Tour. So that to me would count as a, yeah, that's yeah, I and be a Ryder Cupper. Okay. Mm. Winning a golf tournament on the PGA Tour is going to get harder and harder as you have all these best players playing these elevated mm. events. I, but I'm looking, I, and I, I did some work for the Houston Open Week. This Taylor Montgomery, who's a rookie, yeah. I think the leap that he, he he made all seven cuts, six of the cuts he made were top 25s. This Taylor Montgomery, and, and he, the way he finished his Corn Ferry season last year was the same. Like I think he has shown super consistency. I wouldn't be surprised, and it may not be an elevated event that he wins, but I think Taylor Montgomery is going to win a PGA Tour in his second year. Uh, I'll give you Davis Riley. Um, he, he just, he, he's right out of central casting uh, from, from where he went to school to, to all the incremental steps. Uh, I, I expect him to win. I think he'll be in the Ryder Cup conversation. Give me a Ryder Cup player on each side that hadn't been on a team before. Let's start with Europe. Give me a guy who, who, is not, who will be a rookie on the European side. Easy one for me there because he just won where they're playing the event. Yeah. Bob McIntyre. I'm yeah. going to take him to, to be there. He I like be... the name Bobby McIntyre. He sounds like a guy who's like a 1.2 at Wingfoot. He's in investment <laughs> banking with Goldman Sachs. You know, the, the Hoy guards are, are some others to, to think of, but I'll go McIntyre on the uh, European team, especially since he just won in Italy. Um, like that guy got a lot. He's got a ton of games. Yeah. So that'd be my European pick. I had a I had a glass of white wine with Luke Donald following a miscut in Bermuda. Of course, we it the, was white. We were, we, were <laughs> we were at the airport lounge, and and I was talking to him about the Ryder Cup and if he thinks there's going to be an Italian player on the team. And and he mentioned this young kid Guido Migliazzi. Yes. Yeah, yeah. he's going to be my rookie. I think they've okay. got to have an Italian on that team. Yeah, the the whole guards. How can one of them not be on the team? Yeah. I, I think speaking of Italians, it's kind of like the Molinari's were when yes. they first came out. Yeah, you, you know, the flying Molinari's, now it's the flying Hoygarth. <laughs> I, I, I'm actually going to pick Frankie to be the Italian over Migliazzi. Uh, I'm going to go Frankie. He will give, wake up the echoes. I think he's going to wake yeah. up the echoes this year. He's not a first-time player, obviously. He's got the no, – no one has ever done what he did in a Ryder Cup. I guess Dustin right. Johnson in Wisconsin, but from a European side, what he did – the last time they were on their soil was, was incredible. Him moving to L.A. is one of the, the sneaky, underrated yeah. moves of that? all time. Yeah, it's pretty it's wild. Uh, his game has not come with him, at least. Let, let's Maybe that changes in 2023. Americans already picked it. Thigala. 
That's, okay. that's my um, that's my Ryder Cup rookie on the American side. Okay, give side. me an American. I, I mean, I, I'm going to beat a dead horse probably all year about this guy, Cam Young. I yeah. just, I, I love him. I think he's great. I, he did play a President's Cup. The other guy would be Will Zalatoris. Yeah, he's he would be the guy. I loved watching him watch the President's Cup. He was there for a day. There was a handful of tour guys who were there just taking it in. And he didn't, he, no, was, he, hesitant. Been on the he was hesitant to be there because he didn't yeah. want to be a distraction. And then after he came there, he realized, man, this is, uh, I got, I have to come back for these. He runs hot. He is so fiery, so competitive. Anybody that walked with Will Zalatoris for 18 holes would immediately become a fan of this guy, yeah. just the way he competes. Um, it's going to be fun to watch him tee it up in those yeah, events. I, I played with him in Dallas a couple of years ago. Uh, it was Sunday, and he is the fastest walker you've ever played golf with. Like, he's running ahead of me, and I'm like, hey, I want to talk. Come back. Come back. <laughs> but, like, watching him play a Ryder Cup match and just singles matches and just setting, he, like, he set the pace of our group that day. And so I think he is going to be a great match play player, mm. and especially a Ryder Cup President's Cup team, because you, if I was the captain, I would put him out first in every group and just set the tone like this is the pace we're going to play today and I think it takes a lot for a player to kind of rein that back and be like I'm not going to let you dictate I think his pace of play dictates a lot he also no disrespect to Scotty Scheffler but he will have a few beers with you by the way Willie Z yeah I I, I, here's the (laughs) thing about the American side and and I'll ask you whether they win or not in Rome this is a must-have this is 30 years now um, and this core group, which doesn't have a lot of scar tissue, the, the, these, these guys with these natural pairings are, are building a resume of winning. They have to win this, don't they? There's so much turnover each time, Gary, that I don't think they carry all of that with them as much as we talk about it. No, I think what the, they're carrying is more winning. They, exactly. The Spieth, and Thomas, That team that we Cantley, watched, the team we watched at Quail Hollow, which will mostly be intact by yes. the time you get to Italy. They're, three or four guys might change, but mostly the, the core of the team will be intact. I don't know how you stop them. You, you don't. And, and to that point, like, what has PGA of America or European Tour said about the European Ryder Cup team? Are, are guys they like... They haven't yet. Yeah, so, I mean, but think about, like, Westwood and... and, and just their right. involvement. And, and, and their involvement, and so I think... Holter, Westwood, McDowell, Garcia. It's a lot of guys. It's a, it's a lot of guys. It's their, their veteran it's, it's their unit. And, yeah. and those were the guys that were doing all the winning for those 30 Correct. years. So to not have that presence in the team room, whether it's in a, ca- a captain, assistant captain role, I think is going to play a big difference. And like you said, what the Americans did at Whistling Straits and what they did at the President's Cup, they are going to hopefully be on this, you know, it's a, it's a freight train and... and <laughs> Yeah, I would it's be a so Rom Rory challenge. Those two right. are the anchors of the European team through all this. It's Patrick. I mean, they've yeah. got... Yeah, yeah, but I'm talking about, I mean, for Rory, it goes back to 2010. Um, and he, all those old Lions that are now not only not on the team as players, they might be out of the system altogether. And McDowell. I mean, ab- yeah, absolutely. I wouldn't be surprised if some younger European players form a, a new chemistry that, that materializes in Italy, not so dissimilar to what we saw at the President's Cup of the international team. But I don't think it'll be enough to win. Yeah, the, the hero event that they, they smartly created. Yeah, to, I like to, that a lot. I, I think it's smart. I mean, to, to bring these guys, put them in the system, and allow them to, to get to know each other, play together, try to find uh, some, some, some commonalities. The fact is, if the American team has to go to a dare manor in, in 27. Wow, where is that? That's in, in Ireland. In, uh, the oh, okay. yeah. western part of Ireland. Yes. Yeah. I, I, they've got to have this one. All right, 
last couple of things before I get you out of here with these five quick questions. Will somebody in their four, give me a guy in his, in his your vintage who will win on the PGA Tour this year? Johnson Wagner. <laughs> uh, um, Brant, I think Snedeker was going to come back. I think he's been battling some injuries. He has. Some caddy changes. Brant works very hard. He's a good friend. I think I see Brant win. I love okay. that pick, by the way. He, he has been injured, and, and so I wonder maybe what the, the second half of, um, of 2023 will look like. This is going to be a crazy pick, but I've been thinking about this for a few months because Stuart Sink won two events in his late 40s. Yeah. Stuart Sink's best friend on the PGA Tour is the captain of the Europe, of the American team this year, Zach Johnson. It's all on his plate. He I will think, jump up. I, I, I think that's, that's one of the things I love most about the PGA Tour mm-hmm. is something that no one expected happening. And I, and I hope in, in non-elevated events we get some stories where – you know, you have some older players in their 40s that have won major championships that all of a sudden are contending in these events. So I'll go with Zach Johnson. Okay, I, I will uh, drop a Ryan Palmer on you. Um, Comes, does everything but win. And, and, and you know yeah. what? I, ex- I, ho- I would expect that he's in the field at Sony. Yeah. He has a very good record there. I, I think it could happen early. That would be it. All right, let me get you out of here with these questions. Different perspectives as a player and as an announcer. What is the most underrated stop, all things considered, on tour? John Deere. John Deere. The John Deere, the, the fans, and I, and I say this with the most passion possible. I loved Omaha on the Corn Ferry Tour. The, the, the town came out, and, and it felt like a, just such a good community. John Deere captures the essence of a high-level Corn Ferry event. Just from the way the town, the whole community gets behind that event for the yeah. week, you can't go anywhere in a John Deere courtesy car and not have someone come up and be like, oh, I was out there the other day and saw you play. John Deere is, is the most underrated event on PGA. Great Tour. salads I hear in Molina, one of my. Underrated, I, I, is Harbortown underrated? Like I love that event and I love yeah. the vibe of it. It's the perfect after Masters event. Agreed. Um, and I think that town embraces the exact feel that it has. Um, I love that event. I love going to it. It's the best place to decompress. It's going to feel different, though, as an elevated event. I wonder if there's a little more tension in the air than there typically has been in the past. But I I love going to that. Yeah, no, it's special. Uh, Travelers, to me, and and the fact that they got designated status is, is representative of all the work they've done over the last decade, building relationships, betting on future assets, giving exemptions to guys you go, why, why is Patrick Cantley in this field? I don't know, build some loyalty with the guy we think is going to be really good. I, I, that area, first of all, the Northeast is bereft of having tour events. So they go there. It's right after the U.S. Open. It's golf season in the Northeast where you have some time spent growing up. I think Travelers. It's is, a great pick. I played with Patrick Cantley in the final group Saturday when he was an amateur. He had just shot 60. 60. And we played together Saturday wow. in the last group of that event. And, and I... Was it became a fan of him ever since? Did he know your reputation? <laughs> as far as <laughs> that's an opening. He had no clue who I was. All of the above. Yeah, no um, clue. The one B answer to to uh, this question would be the RBC Canadian Open, and it's because of what you said. It moves around, and it feels like a national championship because they go to different places, and it is turned into such a festive event. I love how they go around to different places. St. St. George's last year. Yeah, was, which uh, was it, it, fantastic. It was fantastic. It yeah. felt like a major uh, championship the way the rough was. Yeah, it was yeah. Great. no doubt. All right, who will, you, you mentioned Beth Page. Who will it be in 25? This the captain of the team? Yeah. Tiger Woods. He will be the He'll captain. He'll be the captain. Who it, will be the captain for Europe? This is not just a one-off. 
Oh, just man. easy now American really, answer. Now you got me thinking here. Uh, and I might need to call a lifeline. Very challenging. 2025. Is it obvious? I don't think it. No, I think it's very hard. Yeah. Because, because once all these guys Donald, who were lined all, up. All these guys. That's the one thing. Is, is It was Polters what, to me. It was what, Polters to. Which would have been perfect there because he would have embraced the villain role and pounding his chest I, I'm and I'm afraid all that. he would have gotten bludgeoned it, it, by somebody gonna, throwing a 24-ounce Bud Light and hitting him in the crown. <laughs> it, it'll be interesting to see if these guys are eligible to play, but I don't think they'll ever be a captain because of the choice that they've made. And, and so that, that does, really changes it, like the lineup it of candidates. It totally changes it. Yeah, I don't. I'd have to go off the grid to think of who would that be. I, I can't even. I'm glad they didn't ask me first. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. I don't yeah. think there's an answer. I, I really. Clark. I, do you bring him back? I mean, like yeah, well, yeah, that's I think, the thing. Like you know, Davis Love they brought back. Are yeah. they going to have to start doing that with a few guys? Paul McGinley or. Darren yeah. Clark and Davis Love's been brought back several times to be. Would Padre get another swing at the plate off a loss back in America at a place where there's nowhere he would go that he wouldn't be embraced? Yeah. I, I, I think it's an impossible question to answer on the European side. I think Tiger's the guy. Do you agree with that at Beth Page? I completely agree. It's got to yeah. be Tiger. See, I think it was Phil's, and, and even though Tiger's the one who won at Beth Page, it's his whenever he wants it, but I think that. that but the other thing is, like, Tiger in Ireland w- with, with him and his, I don't know. I, I think he's going to do Beth Page. If he wants it, he will do it. Okay. And, and, you know, I could see a scenario where he may not be prepared, ready for it. You know, he's been asked to do, be pres- the president of teams before, and he hasn't felt like it's been at the right time. But I think it'll be his to turn down. Okay. Uh, give me a first-time winner this year. Cameron Young. That hasn't won a tournament that's yet. So, I mean, it's, it's hard not to... Yeah, I mean, if, if we're gonna if we're going to pick anybody, that's the obvious choice, yeah. right? That has not won a tournament Correct. on the PGA Tour, Cameron Young. Okay, you going I, Davis Riley? Yeah, yeah, I will. I will take Davis Riley. All right, who is the best interview in golf? Who's not currently in the top ten? I I could spend several hours with Kevin Kisner because he's he he is he's he has no fear about he's he is an open book. He is as genuine with a red light on the air as he is when it's off. Um, He's, he's so refreshing, and he always tells the truth. So I love yeah, he's getting great. that kind of candor from he's Kevin great. Kisner. My name is, the name is blanking in my head right now, but the guy that wears the bucket hat, Joel Damon. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's, yeah. He's, Joel ter- Damon. he's terrific, too. He's terrific. You know who I think has, has shown, uh, not that he wasn't thoughtful, but a curiosity, and when, you, when, you, when time allows, not five minutes, like 30 minutes, is Adam Scott. Mm. I think Adam Scott is a really good conversationalist. He's introspective. He's, um, he, he pays very good attention to what you're asking him, and he, he is where his feet are. I think a lot of times when you're being put through a car wash of interviews, like so many of these guys are, it's very hard for them to focus. I think all of us would struggle with that. He is terrific at that. He, he is where his feet are anytime you talk to him. And so happy. It was rumored forever that he was going to live. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, I mean, I can't, I, I just can't praise him enough for the decision he made because, you know, Norman was putting so much pressure sure, on sure. those Australian guys like Leishman and Cam and, and Matt Jones. And for Adam Scott to stay was a huge win for the PGA. It's an, he's a really important figure for the President's Cup going forward. Right. I mean, he's going to captain the team. Uh, whenever he chooses to, and, and he also his his uh, selection for the over forty winner would be another selection for one of the best interviews. Sneds is fantastic. Uh, he's great. He's great. I would imagine if he wants to, that television could be something he entertains down the road. All right, last one, maybe the hardest one for for you to answer. Uh-oh. It's the last book you read. 
I'm reading it right now, Boys from Biloxi. It's terrific. It's the new John Grisham book, and I'm, as a child of that area. You're a fictionalist. It, well, I, from being from Mobile, Alabama, and, and here, these are fictitious stories, but it's not far-fetched to me that you there'd yourself, be that kind of criminal activity in Biloxi. Do you see yourself in one of the characters? Um, no comment. <laughs> Empire of the Summer Moon. It's uh, about the Comanche Indian tribe. I'm Native American. I'm uh, uh, Chickasaw. I'm a tribal member. And it takes place around Amarillo, Texas, and kind of the whole central plains of, of the United States. And it was a fascinating book. And I learned a lot about Native American history that you never get taught and how just vicious and violent both sides of, of the, you know, the, the settlers and the Native Americans. It was a brutal book, but I couldn't put it down. Read it in like three Where days. is that? Is that on your mother's side or on your mother's father's side? side? Really? Mother's side, and yeah. you've got Amarillo, Texas heritage too. I do. Well, it's, I'm born and raised, yeah. both, both parents too. And, and my, my kids, who I, my wife is, uh, she's where the Anglos met the Saxons. She's very white. <laughs> both my kids look just like her. Very fair Same skin, here. Fair hair. And just got their Native American cards like a month ago, so it's pretty How funny. How cool is that? It's pretty funny that they you look at them and you would never expect that they have any Native American heritage. But yeah, your um, your schedule for Golf Channel. When will we see your mug on television? Sony Open Thursday. Wow. Yeah, pregame. Past post -game. champion. Yep, pretty excited to be there. It's gonna you be fun. You and Cara Banks anchoring pre and post. Yes. Very nice. Yes. Very happy for you. Let's I know see. it's going to be a great year for you. How about you? When are you on the road next? I'm, I'm going to the Amex with him in a couple of weeks. Uh, that's my first one in Palm Springs. Uh, I'm, I'm taking some deep breaths after a busy, active football season and seeing your Vanderbilt Commodores on several occasions. Uh, but uh, They've um, got Big Mo on their J side. January is not going to be as active for me, thankfully. But February, I don't think I spend a day in Charlotte, which will which will be kind of crazy, be it uh, the Waste Manage WM Phoenix Open and then also out at the Genesis as well. Uh, spend some time at the Super Bowl that week. That's going to be a, a crazy month for me. Uh, I'm excited about golf in 2023. I, I think the fact that we get to watch so many big events with all the best players on the PGA Tour is going to be something that all uh, consumers of the game of golf enjoy, and I'm excited to document it. The, uh, the viewers and listeners want to know, what's your L.A. Rota for golf that week of Genesis? I think I Vulture, might have to do some research. I, we, um, we do have some friends that have uh, taken home some hardware at L.A. Hillside. Country Club that have uh, <laughs> promised to help me out there. Of course. But uh, L.A. Country Club, if, um, if Mr. Nost needs a partner that's going to give him seven, eight, nine shots from whatever tees they're playing, then I will be happy to join him at Bel Air Country Club. But the one place I must see, because I've never seen it, is, is LACC, and I must do some... Oh, you haven't seen it yet. I have to do some research for the yes, U.S. Yes, you do. Wilshire, though. Wilshire's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. It is in the pro out there. Uh, that is one of the coolest experiences in L.A. You see the Hollywood sign. I love, have you played Wilshire? I have not. Oh, and they redid it maybe seven or eight years ago. Me and my caddy, Matt, played right after the... The, the LPGA event they have there, it yeah. looks awesome. It's awesome, and, and it's not so big. It's right. I, I, those places, that, and, and I, it's going to be incredible to see how they do the U.S. Open, literally in, in Los Angeles. Yeah. Um, and I, the golf course is off the charts great. I can't wait. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, uh, uh, thank you for green lighting uh, five clubs on Sirius XM. We're excited about our, our debut on, on January 10th. Uh, and looking forward, hopefully you guys will, will swing by throughout the year. Uh, really appreciate the, the, the friendships, but also your thoughts on the game. It's going to be a fun year. It is indeed. Yeah, this is a lot of fun, Gary, to be here with you and your terrific team. Uh, anytime you need us, um, 
uh, I certainly will be willing to come here. It's, it's great to talk shop with you guys. Me too. Well, we appreciate Johnson Wagner, Taylor Zarzer, most importantly, all of you out there for watching this Five Clubs conversation. We'll see you next week.